Hi, this is Michael Dorn, Lieutenant Commander Worf from Next Generation and Deep Space Nine, and you're listening to Trek FM. T. Earl Grey, hot. It's time for another serving of Earl Grey, our dedicated TNG show. I'm Darren Moser in the center chair this week. Daniel and Philip are down in the transporter room ready to welcome aboard this week's guest host, Mr. Prue Energize. Uh, bleep, blorp, bloop, blorp. <laughs> no, Dan, Welcome it's not, back, You just 80. don't wave your hand. <laughs> I'm expecting gestures, Daniel, gestures. <laughs> Even though the podcasters can't see you, but... Welcome back, Amy. We had such a great time with you on Earl Grey episode 137, Encounter at All Good Things, the latest game from the mind of Philip Gilfus. Welcome back to the 1701D. Thank you so much for having me. It's great to be back on Earl Grey. So, Amy, first I wanted to, for listeners who hadn't heard you before, just tell us about what, how do you celebrate your Trek fandom? What kind of sci-fi things are you a part of? I'm a part of a lot of fandoms, actually, uh, aside from Star Trek being my main one, um, which I show my fandom by being a panelist. Uh, this year I am a panelist for seven panels over three Star Trek conventions. Uh, including Star Trek Las Vegas and another creation event um, for Chit and Cherry Hill. And I have my own blog, Shoes and Starships, where I blog about not only Star Trek and other genre-related things, but also a little bit about um, feminism in pop culture, some travel. And I was really involved with the um, revival of the X-Files this past January. So I got a lot of, um, got some great interviews for that. And I also have been contributing to Legion of Leia, Screen Prism, and Trek Movie. Definitely visit Trek Movie. So Kaylee Acovino runs that, and she's always one of my fellow panelists at Vegas when we do our women, we do our women in Trek panel. So we're hoping to do that again this year. Awesome. Well, from some of that expertise is why you, we brought you on board this week, Amy. We are going to be talking about Star Trek Las Vegas. Yes, it is only a month away. It is coming very quickly it feels like i've been like prepping forever <laughs> i i mean star date wise that's like you know the decimal point zero 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 five point two you know star date away it's very close it'll be here before we know it but i wanted to talk about conventions talk about specifically star trek las vegas but we wanted to create a star trek las vegas survival guide episode for our listeners and listeners of trek fm and and listeners who are attending, you know, this great convention because some people have not been to conventions. Some people haven't been to conventions in the middle of the desert. And we figure there are a lot of things to Very get ready for. Very unique experience to have that con in Vegas. It's the only one I ever go to in Vegas. Yeah, it's the only thing dragging me to Vegas as well. So Literally, if it wasn't there, I wouldn't go back. <laughs> so I wanted to start off with uh, just going around the uh, conference table what everyone's experience with conventions are, be it Creation Entertainment, who are the hosts of Star Trek Las Vegas, or other fandoms. Daniel, let's start with you at the beginning, beginning square. Okay, I'm glad uh, you're going to start with me. 
I don't know why you had Daniel sit on the very other end of the conference table for this one, Darren. We're all grouped up front near the screen. And no, this is great. This is great. Uh, it gives me a chance to stretch my legs. Uh, maybe you know, get ready to to talk for a little while here. Uh, my convention experience up to this point, um, Star Trek or otherwise, uh, very, very simply put, uh, none. No. I uh, a convention virgin. Uh, wow. Through and through, all the way. So. May the gods have mercy on your soul. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, well, what don't worry, Daniel. You have a lot of fans and friends around you that are going to help you survive this convention for the first time. Just do everything. Just turn off your brain and do everything we tell you to do. Oh, yeah, no, I, I'm just like, like some You're sort gonna of. Love it. You're going to love it. Hive mind of collective. Um, I was thinking more I, weekends at Bernie's, but we can figure that out. So, all right, Philip, what is your experience with conventions, Star Trek or otherwise, past or future? Well, the future. Wow, um, we're go- we're getting into the fourth dimension here. Um, uh, okay, let's see. For Star Trek conventions, I've been to two creation ones. Um, for Star Trek, um, most of my experience is in the early two thousands. So I've been to uh, two creation ones in North Carolina here. There was one in Raleigh. I forget like the names of it, but I was covering it as press at the time because when you work for a newspaper, you can be like, I have an idea for a story. You know, it's just kind of random. Um, there's this convention of Trek. I think it's what it's called in Raleigh. How about sending me to go? Huh? Huh? I just happen to have this uniform lying yeah, around I know. in my closet. Someone <laughs> yeah. left it here. Sucker. So yeah, I got them to pay for that. But anyway, um, yeah. And so they had all the um, sort of like, Except for the top trio, had all the original series folks. Of course, um, Dewan was still living there, so I got to see Dewan, uh, Nichelle Nichols, uh, George Takei. I'm going to talk to Walter Cohen. So you're not the only one, Darren. Stop walking around like that. Um, and uh, no, Lou, I did. He, he was walking around, and I did actually stop and talk to him. And be like, <laughs> he's, he's like, uh, uh, you know, I'm not doing autographs. I'm like, no, no, I'm pressed. And so I got to talk to him for a while. Um, <laughs> say nuclear I- vessels. Say it. <laughs> um, and then uh, in Durham. Uh, later, there was a creation one where I had uh, Michael Dorn was sort of the guest one. I actually got to ask, they did like a trivia portion, and I actually got to ask him a trivia question, because um, I'm always going to be the first one who stands up and asks questions. I'm not bashful. Um, and then as far as, uh, and then there, I did go to Vegas for a Star Trek convention. I mean, I guess technically it was Star Trek Vegas, um, but this was, again, early 2000s, so it, it didn't strike me as big. Um, and I actually forget where it was, honestly, because um, I'm sure it was before the Rio. Um, it may have been the Hilton, I assume, at that time. Yeah, because the experience, of course, was there then. The Star Trek experience, for those sort of... I got to see all the time, because um, I lived... Uh, this is when I lived in California, because um, I used to be kind of that's so LA. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so I used to go to Vegas all the time. So I can tell you all about Vegas, you know, as, as, as an aside, but as far as conventions... Because um, I remember the high point I saw was Mulgrew was there. Um, and so I got to hear her speak. My home girl. And then... Um, Voyager's still on the air. <clears throat> uh, no, no, no. No, that ended in, in the 90s, yeah. That was Enterprise time. And so as far as other conventions, I've been to some Doctor Who, Chicago TARDIS, um, and then um, different conventions here in North Carolina, Heroes Con. Um, i actually been to some horror convention in Charlotte, which actually was pretty good. Actually, Shotner was there. Um, and some other ones, too. So that's sort of mine. Um, so I'm more Vegas expert than necessarily modern Star Trek Vegas. But. Well, the two main conventions that I've gone to, the yardstick that I will be comparing what is to come. Uh, oh, Dragon actually, Con. Sorry. Are actually uh, two Star Wars conventions, uh, both here in L.A. because 
you know, if I can avoid traveling, I do. But I went to Star Star Wars Celebration 4, which was in L.A. back in 2007. That was the 30th anniversary of Episode 4. And that's when I first saw the 501st and was inspired to eventually do my Stormtrooper armor. And that was that was a lot of fun. One uh, of them. One of them. One of them. Yeah, you know, it's, it's nice uh, when you're able to do a full con, go every day, and really kind of spread out your enjoyment. And then most recently, just a year ago, gosh, it's already been a year, uh, Celebration Anaheim, which was for prepping up for the uh, Star Wars uh, the Force Awakens, and that was right here in Anaheim, so that was even closer, and that was a great convention. It was really, I'd, I'm going to say it right now, it has set the bar high for me that uh, creation's going to have to live up to, so I, I don't know if they will, but I think uh, I have the benefit of, of having, again, so many friends joining me at Star Trek Las Vegas. So, two, two conventions... Um, but there are, there are a lot of local cons that I want to try to get into, like the Kamikaze Con that uh, Stan Lee puts on. My friend, so my editor at Legion of Leia, Jenna Bush, she always does like 10 panels at that thing. She's very involved with Kamikaze. Yeah, Kamikaze, Long Beach Comic Con's coming up in a couple months. So it's just a so LA thing to have cons like every other month, apparently. So, you know, if, uh, I, I think they're... Nerd thing. It's a summer nerd thing. <laughs> There's a Gamers Con. I think there's, you know, Gallifrey One convention. There's all sorts of things going on. So, but I have to say, I'm very excited for next month. So, Amy, uh, we'll give you the next 20 minutes to talk about your con experience. I have Uh, extensive con experience. Uh, I actually don't think I could, I, I think I've lost count, actually. So, in the last 10 years, since 2006, which is when I graduated college, um, I have been going to Chiller Theater in New Jersey. That was one of the first little conventions I went to. Um, and Chiller was great because they get some Star Trek guests, but it's a primary um, horror genre convention. Um, but it's great because you can just go on, go on up to the celebrities' table. You can chat with them for as long as they want. Um, I met uh, Edward James Olmos, who played Captain Adama on Dallas Galactica, as well as several other people. Admiral Adama. Yeah. Oh, Admiral. Yes, Admiral. <laughs> uh, yeah. And um, I, I've gone to a ton of ones in New York. A uh, big Apple Comic Con was around for a few years. They got. Um, I, I was working on my my BSG signatures, obviously, but I met Kim Mulgrew there a couple times. She's my homegirl. I see her whenever she does a play in the city. Um, we have a group of uh, totally Kate fans online <laughs> on, on Facebook, so we kind of follow her from convention to convention. <laughs> but um, I've been to the Creation, uh, Creation Cherry Hill, and it used to be Philadelphia. They moved. Um, now they they used to be up in the the Hilton uh, in Parsippany, New Jersey, for a little while after they were in Philly, and now they're back down in Cherry Hill, which is much closer to Philadelphia. And I've been to that. Mm, like the last five, six years, maybe more. And I've been to New York Comic Con probably 10 times. <laughs> um, that's a, it's, that has gone from like a really nice convention to one that's really become unmanageable in terms of you getting your indiv- like individual goals for conventions. Like if you have a panel you want to see, good luck. <laughs> You're going to have to camp out for most of the day to get into that panel now. And I went to San Diego Comic-Con in 2013, and that was the only time I ever need to go there. <laughs> I don't need to go back. Um, it was very overwhelming. 
and I'm an outgoing person and I love hanging out with my friends and you know I know some people they need their me time after a convention um you know you're more introverted and stuff and San Diego Comic-Con was enough to like turn me into an introvert it was there was so much and so much you couldn't actually do I didn't go to a single panel in in the convention hall you just can't get in it's absurd I'm, I'm lucky I got on the floor when I did but um as for creation in Las Vegas this will be my sixth Vegas Ooh. Um, the time I went out was in the undiscovered country it is uh, maybe it's my fifth because yeah the first time I went out in 2011 oh, okay well I'm, was right um, after I was right out an hour, right? <laughs> um I was uh I had just gotten married in May of 2011 and the first time I went out for Vegas was in that August so it was uh it was a really great time and I was so excited because I had not yet met Harry Farrell I hadn't met um I don't think I'd actually met Jonathan Frakes at that point, but now I have, I have met every living member of, of all of the cast. Um, and I met Leonard Nimoy a couple of times before he passed away. So that was great. Oh, I saw him at a little convention in Massachusetts in like 2006, 2007. And we were supposed to have Patrick Stewart, but he's a chancellor at a university in England. And he had to cancel because they had some sort of commencement activity. They were like, well, we'll get you Spock. And we were like, okay, that's acceptable. <laughs> so that was really good. It was a really little convention. It wasn't completely Star Trek. It was just genre, um, genre fandom. I, the, the French lady from Lost was there, Amira Ferlin. And everybody was all excited because they loved her from Babylon 5. But I only knew her from Lost. Lynn. Oh, my gosh, yes. Yeah. She was the most interesting person to hear speak, honestly. She oh. speaks like six languages. She's crazy. But yeah, I have a lot of commended experience now. So I guess that makes me the expert on this four-person panel tonight. <laughs> yes. But to, to, to try to let uh, it be a, a panel discussion, what I'm going to do is as we go through our different talking points, uh, people can jump in with their thoughts from either past experience or stuff they've read on the web. And Daniel will pick... And D- Daniel will Daniel's read books. The he's best seen movies. He's going to be the finisher. Yeah. He's watched. He's, you've seen Trekkies, Trekkies too, right? You know. Then Daniel will be the one who votes who has the best advice. <laughs> have any of you seen the For the Love of Spock yet? No, no. They have a bunch of shots in there from from Vegas last year, which was great. And one of my fellow um, panelists, I had, I did a literature panel at Vegas last year, and it was just a general overview of Star Trek and literature. And my friend Claire Little, she helped. Um, she's an isolinear chick on Twitter, in case any of you tweet with her. Um, she was, and Heather Barker, our, uh, our fearless face group leader, they were both in the documentary in their full TOS outfits. And Claire had on her Spock ears and her Spock uniform. So, oh, that's cool. She got a little, little interview with Adam there. So that was really nice. Well, first off, you know, we, we haven't even gone to vegas yet you might be flying you might be driving you might be walking but you need to pack for vegas so for for this uh we're gonna focus first on you're staying at the hotel hopefully at the rio because it's in the rio it's like right there and it's hot we're just i mean it's august you're not gonna want to go outside so if you can avoid going outside at all it's a dry heat yeah it's it's still a heat I have to tell you the main thing about packing is that it's freezing cold inside the convention center. Mm. 
See, I would, I would think don't bring your jacket because it's Vegas, but. That's why I'm, that's why I'm here to tell you, you need to bring it, bring us, bring a hoodie or something. You know that they're pumping out that oxygen in the casinos. You know, it is, it is dry inside the venue, like very dry. You wake up and your sinuses hurt. So maybe some, some lotion to keep the skin, skin moist. Probably a good idea. No spray. I'm not lying. I know it sounds gross, but you will feel it because I I don't like cigarette smoke and it bothers my eyes. It bothers my sinuses. So yeah, and for and I mean, Darren, and you know this, I know, but like for the temperature stuff for packing, I mean, um, you know, any change in temperature is going to seem cold. So like, you know, if it's yeah. 90 degrees outside and it goes down to like 75. Uh, yeah, so if it goes down to like seventy eight at night, you're gonna feel very, very cold. So I mean, it's it's one of those things where be prepared to be really cold because in yeah. the desert it's cold. Layers, layers is good. Layers under your cosplay is good. You you know depends. I mean, obviously, some of the ladies will uh, cosplay stuff that doesn't involve a whole lot of clothes. <laughs> so I I have always um been like like the cheerleaders. They always wear their adorable Starfleet cheer costumes. And I was like, aren't you freezing? And they're like, yes, we are very cold. <laughs> I was like, yeah. So I always wear like leggings under my dress, you know, make sure I bring socks if I'm going to be sitting around waiting for an autograph for a while. So Daniel, leggings, uh, layers, <laughs> and lotion. Well, so like Amy, as I mean, as you reflect upon your, your Vegas and con experiences, what, when, you've, when you've actually traveled, like what are all the stuff you've been like, oh man, I need to bring that next year? Um, I always bring a pair of scissors and tape. I know that sounds weird, but it has always come in handy for some, you don't know what you're going to need it for. Even now if one, they're just little scissors that fold up, they're still, they're still helpful. Now, one area I wanted to ask you guys about is, especially because for you, actually for all of you guys, you are all flying in. So you have to pack not just for several days, but also what you can put on the airplane. Uh, and I'm sure there's a category of things where it's more economical to just buy it there, you know, versus that, you know, packing it in your bag. It's like, oh, yeah, maybe not something like a jacket or something that's more expensive. But does uh, anyone think of something where it might be helpful to just pick it up while you're there? I mean, you're not going to bring food or things like that. Well, you know, it's actually on. been. Though It's good to get like um, a big pack of water. Mm. Like a flat of water bottles. Like when I've gone a couple of times, I've I had paired it with a big road trip, and we went through all the national parks in like Arizona and stuff. And even when I went in twenty, it must have been twenty thirteen, and we went to Grand Canyon West. It was only like one extra day, but um, we stopped and got water, and you can just put that in your fridge. And then when you're in your room in the morning, you know, grab one, take down with you, that kind of thing. You might have, they have like a refilling thing in the, in the back of the, in the back of the auditorium. They have mm. a big water bottle refilling area and in the dealer's room too. Yeah. Staying hydrated is, is really important. So yeah, like a flat of water or like a Nalgene bottle or something that's heavy duty. Doesn't take up any weight yeah. in your seat. Slap a carabiner on it or something. You can hang off your bag. A lot of camping vibe. It's nice pretty much like you're camping. No one can see it. You know, a little tube comes out. I actually pack granola. Like, I just stick, like, a box of granola bars in my suitcase. You know, I mean, that's... And you don't I, have to pay, like, $3 per granola bar. 
and again, I, and we'll get in, I guess, Darren, you'll probably get into like what, how you plan your day, but like, you know, and I don't know what, what you people want to do when they're in Vegas, but like, no matter what you're going to do, you're going to be waiting in some sort of line. And like what you said about granola bars and stuff, like yeah. you're going to be munching. Um, and again, you don't want to pay Vegas prices. So, um, you know, so that's, that actually is a very good There's idea. There's a nice, like, convenience like, type store in the Rio that's actually pretty good for snacks. And they don't have just junk. They have, like, other healthier options. Yeah, yeah my plan, plan is to find, like, uh, a Vons or a, or a Safeway or whatever they have out there in Vegas the first day and just stock up the room. So Casa de Earl Grey, folks, will be the snack uh, snack shop for uh, yeah. Trek I found. So. This we is call it the Replimass. Coordinate, like. Who's in what area? What room? Text each other when we get there. Are, are we renaming our room Ten Forward? You should do it. Well, exa- exactly. We have to, uh, and then Shar's room has to be something Voyager, you know, net themed. So, well, and I assume Daniel, you're gonna be doing Guinan or Ben for your uh, second day of cosplay. Um, we'll see. It'll be a surprise for sure. So I'm excited. I don't well, cosplay as much. I'm not a huge cosplayer. But so yeah, so getting some stuff there like food is definitely definitely value and the and the snacking. Bring like if, I mean obviously if you're cosplaying you might have different luggage needs then depending on the size of your costume. Yeah. Um sometimes if you um if you have a wig, uh you need like to put the little head form that keeps the wig nice, you have to pack that with the wig. Um that's always a, a nice thing to take up a ton of room in your suitcase. <laughs> but uh like for twenty first century stuff, like so for like chargers and oh, for bring bring those little um oh, those cell battery chargers. Yeah, I have one of those that you can just plug your phone into because people will be like, "Where's an outlet? Where's an outlet?" All the time now. That's yeah. that's something that's way more now than it was when I went than when I went the first time. Now I'll be bringing a power strip for the room so we can charge all of our f- electronics. <laughs> I always bring one. So don't can we just unplug one of the slot machines and just plug in your? Oh iPhone? yeah, people will love that. Yeah, I'm sure that runs on 120 power, Philip. So, Dabo. Uh. <laughs> that's a, if 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 any international people are listening, um, that's a great point. Is to make sure you have uh, good American uh, chargers, and if you get one like a universal plug adapter, I have that because I do like to travel out of the country a lot. So I got one at Apple that will basically fit any country. So it has a it's like a little kit. And it has like um, like five or six different plugs in it, and you can like change them out. So it's and then good. again, if you plug that into a power strip, now you have, you know, a ton of plugs. Actually, if you, well, I guess, reverse that. If you bring a power strip from your country, then mm-hmm. you can charge all plug of your things your off of one gas. American plug. Yeah. Yeah. So. Good idea. Now, how's the? I mean, this is gonna be a dumb question. I mean, how's the Wi-Fi? Because I imagine if you have so you know, Wi-Fi is God's many people. Yeah, using it. The Wi-Fi is kind of slow. I actually haven't blogged or uploaded stuff from Vegas that hasn't been from my phone. So I can't I can't attest to the speed of the Wi-Fi if you're in your room and you're plugged in. That might be better. Um, also, you're just going to be exhausted when you come back. You're not going to want to go online if you can help them. <laughs> you know what's happening. Everybody's there. Like The only thing you need to do is show up the panels and photo ops to meet your friends i i know i go like i'm this year it's going to be the olympics that's true the olympics are starting just before before you go and i went the olympics were on and i remember we went to um emerald's restaurant it's like a big sports bar you can do a lot of betting um in i think it was in the venetian you bet on the olympics amy 
For I shame. Don't, I don't bet on the Olympics. <laughs> for shame. I don't. I am the worst advertisement for Vegas ever. I don't gamble. I hardly drink, and I. You do subtle innuendo. <laughs> Where did? That's so, yeah, so that's a good list, a good start for, for packing. Another thing is... Uh, Comfortable back, shoes. Yeah, shoes, backpacks, and tubes. Uh, so having a, a backpack is really good. Having a tube, cardboard tube, if you want any sort of poster that you don't want mm-hmm. destroyed, it will not last five minutes in your bag. Nope. Not. That's actually a, a good thing, you know, for people like me who really only go for the people in the merch. You know, do you just bring an extra bag just to like all the stuff? It depends. Or you can ship it home. I I am scared to ship stuff that gets signed home. I would not part with it. That's true. I have I have actually sat on a plane with stuff on my lap on the way home for six hours rather than ship it. That's true. There is a bit of a risk, but I do know a lot of conventions. I'm not sure about creation that they they'll have like a ship center in a corner. They do not. Well, that's just lame. But I'm sure you can find a FedEx station. I'm just saying it's an option. No, you. Like, don't if you really want to buy that thing, but you're worried about not fitting in your suitcase. Just you can even talk to the vendor who's selling it. Yeah, as well. A lot of people now are like, you can find me online. You can find my Etsy store. Oh, I ran out of this thing that your friend got, but now you want one. And so, what are the? I mean, I guess it depends what you get. But what are the rooms like at the Rio? I actually really like the rooms at the Rio. They are uh, very spacious. They say at the, their like whole advertising is every room is a suite. So usually it's two double beds, two twin beds, and a pull-out couch. So it's a bed. I call the guys. Darn <laughs> <laughs> it! Um, the bathroom area is like so. There's like a sink area with a tile floor and a closet, and then the bathroom is separate with the toilet and the shower. So you can close the door. But if you're staying with friends and not like a spouse, this is weird. Some of the rooms have a little window between the shower and the bedroom. <laughs> so I have Why stayed would with, you have that? I have stayed with guy yeah. friends who are not my husband. <laughs> and I'm like, just like, we have to put up some sort of blockade so you can't see each other showering. It's very weird. It's not every room. It's, the, it's some of them, though. We have and, that room, right? I just want to make sure. <laughs> <laughs> and um, one thing about the rooms that has happened to me twice, which I don't like, obviously, is the, um, the shower leaks onto the tile floor, like in the corner of the, where the door meets the wall. <laughs> Sounds odd. But I've had that problem like two, two or three times, and I know other people have. The water pressure is intense. I think that's part of it. It hits the opposite wall with such force that it mm. runs down. And it leaks. <laughs> Hoover Dam is just right there. I mean, that's... <laughs> and some people have said that there's a mold problem in the rooms, but I don't... I haven't experienced that, and I do have sensitive allergies, so hopefully it is at least rooms that I... Not ones that I've been in, but who knows. But I like the room setup, and I think they are large and pleasant. And then just another packing thing. What do you bring as far as preventive... Well, preventive medicine, I guess. You know, the whole... Obviously, I am. So, what I like to do, and when I go to a drugstore before I start the convention, I always get the antibacterial pump soap because they don't have, they usually just have the bars of soap. I don't like those. So, I like to get like the foaming antibacterial soap. And this is a rule that I have in my house as well as whenever I'm traveling. As soon as I come into the hotel room, I wash my hands. So, it's like just clean. Preventing from touching all your stuff. 
with germy hands that you've been touching things all day with. Well, they say when you wash your hands, you should sing happy birthday to yourself twice. But we always do the putting uh, <laughs> on birthday song uh, that was sung war. So it's like... <laughs> but yes, so when, so when you go to the... If you do a drugstore run, and I always like to do a drugstore run before grab some pro more provisions that i didn't on the plane um i always get it i'm just gonna slap an uber sticker on my car and then just say hey, need to go right. to the drugstore here we go that's how you're paying for all there's the merch a Dwayne Reed. Totally there's a really merch. big Dwayne reed right across from treasure island like under the venetian and that's the nice thing so the so by looking at maps because i like maps the rio it's it's not on the strip but it's not no. that far it's just kind of set back like a block or yep. so but you can't really walk it because it's there's a whole bunch of highways between you and the strip. My, Don't my walk it, people. And my friend, Is there a mon- monorail there station? No. You have to, everybody takes cabs everywhere. There's a million oh. cabs everywhere. Like, the cabs just line up at every hotel. Darren, we love you. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. Five bucks a ride. That's all I'm charging. I wouldn't drive, though, because then you A, you might lose your spot at the Rio, and B, there's nowhere to park on the strip. That is true. And they charge you anyway. So it's better to take a taxi. The pack cab fare or Uber fare or Lyft fare or whatever it is. You can, it's all electronic now. You can just pay with card. Everybody takes card. They take any, any kind of money you want to give them in Vegas. <laughs> but yes, yeah, make know. a drugstore run. Now, we won't. Uh, so for the actual panels and the organization, obviously, it'll probably change a little bit from year to year. And it seems like they don't really come out with the schedule until probably well, a week or so before, which... This is the bane of my life, Darren. <laughs> uh, so I'm a panelist. How is Daniel not going to know what panel he wants to go to? You... This, okay. We love you, Creation, and the fact that you don't release the schedule until two days before the convention. Um, yeah, they need to release it earlier, but it, I know it's a logistical nightmare obviously and they have even more programming this time than ever before um but i uh i would personally love to know when my panel is before the week before <laughs> well yeah and <laughs> i mean I, because i did uh, so i i was on two panels last year and then i helped mary with her crafting panel which is usually at the crack of dawn on sunday I mean, how, the last day of the convention and you're like kill me <laughs> i mean how do you suggest people plan their day their weekend i mean like you know so they packed they got there or they're, they're getting oh, ready to oh, go there. another thing to pack is sunscreen if you're going to go sit up by the pool i mean i i usually try to get in a pool daniel take it, note. i i pack, pack the picard swimwear daniel I try to get in at least one pool day just so I have a little relaxing because it's so much walking. It is, the convention center is enormous. You guys are not ready. You're never ready for the hallway. And it's when we say the hallway, it's like capital, the hallway. (laughs) Now I'm just imagining a cosplay for you, Daniel. It's very simple. Just go by the pool, put on, you know, your regular Picard swimsuit and just have a Herg on right there. (laughs) (laughs) I, I wait to my heart. I have honestly, <laughs> like I saw, I saw like people who had those little razor scooters. I was like, that might be a good idea because <laughs> I have missed photo ops because I was at the Starbucks and I didn't get down to the photo op room in time because it went really quickly and I was getting, um, I was getting a coffee for my friend Chris, the photographer, <laughs> and I missed my photo op. But it was very nice because Sirach Lofton took a picture with me later. 
Well, one thing about scheduling, uh, before Amy give her, gives her two cents, you know, when I went to, to Celebration, the way I kind of approached it, because again, there's a ton of things, and uh, I kind of took it as I had my one thing I wanted to for sure do that day, and then the rest was kind of like, if it happens, great. Like, I tried to not set myself up for... You can do more than one thing at a creation event. It's, they, they do have a great thing in that they don't sell, oversell the convention one more seat than in the main auditorium. Which so, some people would say is not a great thing, but I know what you mean. No, I actually think it is a good thing because if you have, I mean, you guys haven't been to Com- New York Comic Con or San Diego Comic Con. Let me tell you, it, being guaranteed a, to be in a room with the people that you love, like to see on stage, is a nice thing. Hmm. Um, having a seat in the auditorium, even if it's far back, you're still, they still have screens up this year. They didn't do, used to do that, but now they have screens up in the middle of the hanging from the ceiling. It's a cavernous room. It's enormous. You're not like, you're not ready, you guys, for the size of the convention center. Um, and I think they've clocked it. Um, my friend Nick, he posted a, in the, he posted a little map. You know how you can do your steps or track like your Nike path or whatever. It's like half a mile from the rooms to the convention center. So good shoes. We'll say it again. Good shoes. Do some cardio before the month before. Or if you're like me and you want to wear your awesome sassy shoes at the convention, wear your flip flops down to the down to the during the big long walk and carry your sassy shoes. <laughs> so invest in some of those moving sidewalks we have at the airports because they need that would seriously help. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, there's I'm you know having been to a lot of conventions. Um, Star Trek conventions seem to be more skewed than usual to having a larger population of fans who have disabilities. So they really have, um, they do have available uh, the, the scooters you can rent. Um, they do have to be recharged. So sometimes you'll see um, someone on a scooter kind of hanging out right next to the wall charging their scooter. Um, but also like people who have, you know, just like a walker or a cane, that kind of thing. And I, I, I imagine it must be very tough on them to have to get down there and back every day. So they definitely put a lot of effort into making it accessible though. And it's, you know, it's a, it's a good convention center. I have to say they've really been um, upgrading like the decor. The hallways are really cool. Now they have all these banners. They have like um, photo op areas with like a bunch of like a huge pile of triple or like um, one of my favorite series of photos from last year was the guardian uh, forever. Oh, and um, they have a transporter pad. They had a big uh, bird of prey made out of balloons. So like someone did like balloon art with like a giant bird of prey. Um, and they had the Borg. That was, that was one of my favorites. They had the Borg recharging station. And the best part was I got a picture of, um, I got a picture of Alice Krieg. Krieger, I think is how you say her last name. Uh, on, I got a picture of her standing there. Uh, in the the board charging alcove, so that was really great. And of course, all the people dressed as Borg have like a nice photo off right there. Right, right. Now, so there was so they released two days ahead. We all know that's yeah. I just kind of sit down and I highlight and then I write it down and see what conflicts. 
do they have any do they have an app at all or is it literally we just do not a have an app, Darren. <laughs> we would like, love I've told you celebration has ruined me. I have high standards for this. And look, Darren, I don't know how they do it over at Star Wars, but here it's apparently Star- we do it better. I'm just saying. Here is Star Trek. We don't need no app. <laughs> no, it would be nice to have an app, but I feel like I don't know. I feel like they're maybe not at the point where they're organized enough for. Now, I know for like, and it's probably personal preference, but I know for meals, I usually go big breakfast, big dinner, and then lunch small. That way to make the day go a little bit longer. I usually actually do a small breakfast and then I wait to get something for lunch, but that's because I'm just not a super breakfasty person. I do the granola bar and like the tea and the, oh, that's another thing. They have taken the coffee makers out of the rooms at the Rio as of this year. Because they because don't like them? Because, <laughs> there, because there's a bunch of restaurants and there's two Starbucks, plural Starbucks. Um, and they said you, you can bring your own coffee maker. They will still allow that. Um, some people <laughs> will bring like a little hot pot thing. Uh, I've never done that. Um, I like to. I, I mean, I'm not going to go all the way back up to my room to eat a dinner when I'm go- when I can go to like the uh, In-N-Out Burger for like five minutes away. For like, that's the best place, by the way. We, Jarrah and I went last year and we got dinner for two people for twelve bucks. Oh, uh, In-N-Out is great. You guys will love it. Mm-hmm. And then, I mean, and for I mean, I'm just throwing this out there for people who don't know. I mean, this is maybe obvious. So Vegas is a you know, open container. Like you can yes. take a drink and you can walk everywhere freaking in the whole city with it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so just FYI, you can take, get a drink and walk out with it basically, you know, um, and, and you they know, give giant souvenir cup shaped like yeah, yeah, you can walk around with a, a drink the size of like Daniel's head. And I mean, that's pretty easy to get. Um, <laughs> Is it green though? Is it green? I'll admit, and again, I'm not- green. they have to right at the front of the Rio, right when you walk in the door, like directly to the right is a huge booze slushy station <laughs> and they are green some of them are green and of course earl gray of course encourages moderation but i remember the first time i went to vegas <laughs> i was you know i just went you know on my own just like day trip because I, I just left your body um and i sat down at a slot you know we do the whole stereotypical thing and then like waitress comes out of there hey you want something to drink i'm like sure whatever and then like she lays it down and walks away i'm like do i, do I pay for that but are you telling me if you're gambling, Are you they telling go- me I get free drinks for sitting in front of a slot, and then uh, that was yeah. my mind was blown about Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> they figure you're spending your money anyway. We might as well give you more alcohol to do it with. That's not be a careful. bad idea. If you plan to drink, do be careful because again, you know Vegas. For those who haven't been, it's like any big city, but Vegas especially, it is a 24-hour cycle. It's like D Space Nine, 26-hour cycle. You may not realize how long you're up. What time of day it is? You're inside the casino, a you really <laughs> and there are no clocks. So yeah. and if you're in a like, I mean, obviously we're all going to be at the Rio, but if you're in a place like the Venetian, they have um they have fake sky, so it looks like it's sunny all the time. It's it's like Daniel. It's like being at Hogwarts. <laughs> no, it's not. Hogwarts is way better. I'm sure. I wish. Yeah. The one thing the one thing about Las Vegas as a city is that it you you realize after a while that it's everything's really like shiny but fake <laughs> but I, I vegas as a city has a lot to do especially you guys haven't been there before well phil you said you have 
Yeah, I stopped in there at a Denny's on a road trip up to Montana, and that was about as long as I wanted to stay in Vegas. So, so you're basically it's a local. Very overwhelming if you are not used to it. Um, it's I'm, very noisy. Like I said, there's a lot of cigarette smoke on the floor. They don't permit cigarette smoke in the convention center, thank God. Oh, gosh, yeah. But people do smoke outside, um, so sometimes. A lot. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't say on the whole there's a ton of smokers um, right outside the convention center, though. It's pretty, uh, pretty good. And then you will, uh, you know, we're, we're not going to go too crazy here, but when you were walking around, if it's still the same, it, it has been 10 years since I've been to Vegas, but like when you're walking around, there will be people handing you cards to <clears throat> shows. Yeah. Um, yeah, shows. Uh, so feel yeah, free to, uh, yeah, I'm making finger quotes. Right, right. So, so feel free to either collect them all or ignore better. them completely. It's a lot better than it was. I think from what I've heard from, from everybody else, um, they can really only do that on the strip. They won't, they're not going to come over to the Rio and bother you. So the, the Rio, I, I like the fact that it's a little off the strip, quite honestly. So panels, Annie, what else, what else are the highlights of, uh, Star Trek oh, man. well, the panels, of course, mine are going to be the best, obviously. I'm doing one on Shakespeare and Star Trek with, uh, Brooke Wilkins, who you guys might recognize. Um, she's, very often cosplays as major Kira because she looks exactly like Nana Visitor. Um, he is a member of a, you know, she works at this uh, Utah Children's Theater and she is very familiar with, with Shakespeare and with all sorts of uh, dramatic arts. So I'm excited that she's going to be joining me to talk about Shakespeare and Trek. And then like a, a good panel. So there's my little ad for my panel. And um, I'm also uh, going hopefully going to be on the women in Trek panel again. We're trying to get an actual women from woman from Star Trek on the panel. So Mary Serwinski runs that one. And last year it was myself, Mary Jara Hodge from women at warp and Trekkie feminist and Kaylee Acovino from Trek movie. I should say Dr. Kaylee Acovino <laughs> because she is a actual Vulcanologist. Mm-hmm. And so, then, yeah. like, I know my favorite part of a dragon con in Atlanta is was sort of um going to the main lobby i forget which one but the big one going to the main lobby on the second floor or whatever it was um where sort of like an open area and the bars are sort of around and just watching all the people in costumes walk by where's like the late night or i guess any time of day chill spot to just ah the late night chill spot is the masquerade bar uh that is not in the convention center they do have a quarks bar the last couple of years and it is fun and they do serve fun star trek themed uh very strong last year i remember uh, drinks um and there's also karaoke uh that i have participated in how do we turn that program off uh just just asking i'm sorry how do we turn off the karaoke program is, is it no. like all deck? no come on cool karaoke guy and he comes oh. and he has songs and we all sing and eric dresses up like data and sings like data in character so that he always does Mr. Saw the sun shining <laughs> so bright. Never saw things. Exactly. I thought we could celebrate our conjugation. Oh dear. <laughs> so the, uh, the masquerade bar. I hope they get a more up to date DJ because he didn't have some of the newer fun ones that that we all wanted to do, like you know, Taylor Swift. <laughs> when you're drunk, everything sounds like a good idea. Because um, I mean, my favorite thing was just sort of at Dragon Con, at, at, not late at night, but yeah, late at night too, is just to sit around and just, you know, hey, you're talking to me, but just watch all the costumes walk around and sort the of. costuming is more during the day at, at <clears throat> creation, at 
at um, the Rio. I would say by the end of the evening, yes, some people are still in costume, usually the more comfortable costumes, like just your uniform or, you know, um, they're in the dealer's room. There's always a lot of people walking around with like their big, some people come dressed like Lego characters as Star Trek. <laughs> uh, last year there were minions, like a Kirk and Spock minion, and they were really big. Um, they get some really creative ones going on. Like, trying to think of really, really good ones. Oh, but you know, you get like Andorians and people who obviously spend a lot of time on their makeup and their costume. I'd say the Borg is probably one of the harder ones to walk around and be able to see. But I, I think just um, they do have the costume contest. Uh, Terry Farrell. I, I was there when Terry Farrell came out in her in her getup. She looked really awesome. Wedding gown or whatever, right? I actually missed the wedding gown. I, I oh. she was there when she was um she was wearing a TOS yes, when they were going for up. the uh, for the uh, the breaking the record breaking one. The record, yeah. We broke the record. Yay! <laughs> I helped. <laughs> um, yeah. So that seeing people in costume is just like just the walking around during the day, taking photos at all of the fun photo stations. Now, would you, would you like to explain perhaps the written and or unwritten rules of how you take photos and how you. Oh, definitely. Yeah. If you want to take a photo of somebody in costume and say, Oh, your costume is so cool. Do you mind if I take your photo? And they will almost always say, yes, I have never had anybody say no, go away. (laughs) So, um, yeah. yeah, Asking is very, is very important. It's very important. Um, you know, even if their costume is really cool, don't touch it unless you have permission. Um, yeah, usually the only reason I could think of someone needing to like saying no is if it's because I've, you know, I've been in costume a lot for, for Star Wars events and, you know, we'll almost always stop for photos because we love taking photos. I mean, and, and yeah, that's why you're dressed up. Does. But there's a time when like Vader's got to get that helmet off. And so we're hidden. Yeah back to the room and honestly we we're not stopping so that's the only time i've ever seen people say no is when they just they need to take a break you know if yeah. Mickey I think that's, that's the individual cosplayers that's up to the individual cosplayers sometimes maybe if there's a little kid and they're in costume if they have to ask their parents if you if you want to take the picture of the family or the little kid but it's kind of known if you are in costume people are going to want to take your picture okay. not that they shouldn't ask but it's, yeah. you know, that's kind it's, of, you know, you dress, especially if it's a very elaborate costume, that person is obviously going to be, you know, given the kudos they deserve. And that's part of the reason why they're dressing up. So. Yeah. And usually I find if you ask, they'll usually do some cool pose instead of just like, yeah, Hey, I'm walking by, I'm going to do it. You know? right. Or they hug you or they like, you know, it's silly. If they do like a funny, like a funny pose or a funny face. My favorite is um, one of my favorite photos I took of someone in costume. I know this is gonna be a little weird. Is uh, someone did um, Robin too? Who was that? Tim. Um, of they had on the back of the cape from the Killing Game. You know, oh, was here, and so they would lay down like they had the. It was awesome. That's really cool. Yeah, no, that's that's cool. People, they you know sometimes people set up a time. I know um, the cheer fleet. The Starfleet cheerleaders, they do like a big photo op. They'll have a time, like they'll say, oh, we're meeting at one o'clock on Thursday in front of this thing and we're all going to take a picture. Um, okay. Speak, speaking of how to behave, so uh, either getting your autograph or your photo op, presumably you've bought that by now. Um, how do yep, you can buy them there. They're usually very, the line about buying the photo op there is is not a big deal usually. I can sold out for the first time though, so who knows. 
and you're meeting your favorite person ever and you probably have how many seconds? How do you handle it, Amy? What's the best way to get your one-on-one? The best way to get your one-on-one. Oh my goodness. Well, instead of just screaming in their face and then be like next person. It's hard. It's yeah, it's hard. Um, especially if you're overwhelmed and you haven't met the person before. Um, usually I like think of what something short that I want to say to them. Um, if we have a few more minutes, like if they're at a table in the vendor's room, they'll take more time with you. So usually you can talk to Jonathan Frakes or Marina Sirtis for like a few minutes and tell them, you know, like I've been a fan. Remember that time we interviewed you, Marina? It was great. How was that burrito? I remember you from <laughs> Earl Grey. I interviewed her too at her table so she's very nice and obliging about that kind of thing Um, they do schedule them very tightly so if they say they have to go they're not lying (laughs) Um, and that's another thing to remember is you know they they are they are also people and especially tired and hungry if, if they're you know I'd say there's kind of two other instances you know it's the unscripted ones when let's say you're walking along the con floor and Brent Spiner's walking somewhere, you know, or Brent Spiner's eating at the restaurant. Okay, we're just going to say right off the bat, no. If Don't interrupt someone when they're do eating. not go up to Eating, them. or, and I'm sure it's unlikely, but if they have family with them. Yeah, yeah. They just want to enjoy the convention as, as well. And, you know, it's keeping it short and sweet, but, you know, they're not, they're not on work. They're not on the clock at that moment. Sorry, my cat just took my little... My new, my new little machine keychain off the bed and ran away. <laughs> yes, do not interrupt people when they are eating, and do not um, if they're in the hallway and they're on the move. They're generally because they have to be at a photo op or they have to be at a panel or they just need a break. So you know they're on all day. Whereas we're like, whereas that five that five minutes we have with them is our only five minutes with them. Right. They are like turned on. And maybe they are also in the market for Wesley's Twitter from the merch section. So let them shop. I actually was looking at a jewelry display last year and Brent came was, was standing next to me and he asked me my opinion on a piece of jewelry for his life. I thought that was nice. <laughs> so yeah. So I mean, they, they're people, they, they might ask you questions, but also just remember that everyone there knows who they are. So be cool, be cool and give them space and don't freak out. As far as your autograph, uh, you know, just make sure, you know, say like, you can say like, um, like when I met Nana Visitor for the first time, I hadn't um, ever gotten her autograph before. I think it was a couple, like three or four Vegases ago. Um, I said, you know, I, I really love Major Kira and I wrote my, my women's studies capstone on women in science fiction. And I, through, you know, through studying, like people write about Star Trek and academic journals and stuff. I said, you know, Kira has the most feminist agency. She even beats out Captain Janeway. And Nana loved that. She was like, that's the best. Does not necessarily reflect the views of Earl Grey and its subsidiaries. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So she, you know, something, you know, a little bit that tells a little bit about me, which is that I wrote a women's studies capstone and I'm cool like that. <laughs> and she, you know, and a little bit about how much her character meant to you because you took the time to write about it and like research it. You know, that was, that was why I chose that specific thing to say. And, and you know, are really fast. You barely have time to say hi, you're awesome. And then you're gone. So. And remember they aren't the technical manual. Uh, you can buy that no, they and don't read know it yourself. They, I mean, just thinking of us producing this podcast, I mean, I, I don't listen to it very much. Very rarely do I listen to it after I've edited it and posted it. And so when they're making the show, they're just making the show. 
There, I know there are actors who have been order too. Yes, yeah, they do. That's true. And it was 50 years ago for some of the episodes. I can tell you, though, who is having seen almost everybody on stage multiple times, I can tell you who knows their shit and who doesn't. <laughs> so, like Kate Mulgrew, she knows her shit. She knows the episode titles. She knows the character names. She knows the name of the ship. She is very on point with that. And I think that's just because she's like a serious theater actor and she's very good at memorizing. Mm. So I think that that's like something that has really helped her with the fans um, when they interact with her. Um, Patrick Stewart doesn't know anything. <laughs> he's, uh, he's like, I don't remember that. Um, who, who else is really? Garrett Wong remembers everything. He's really great. I think he's great. I actually... Um, this is something that I've suggested to people uh, in the higher up echelon, which is that they have an MC for the entire convention, not just like Adam Malin who runs creation. Um, he, he sits on stage sometimes for the panelists. Sometimes they sit on, they're just up, out there by themselves with a the mic. Yeah. Moderation mm-hmm. helps a lot. Moderation helps a lot. And I think that I thought, I think Garrett would actually be a really great MC. He's young mm-hmm. enough that he connects with both spectrums of fans. He already does Dragon Con. Yeah, he loves Dragon Con. He keeps telling me I have to come. <laughs> um, he's, he's great on the floor. He remembers you, which is crazy. I, I saw him in New Jersey, like, I don't even remember what year it was, like 2008 maybe, 2009. And we chatted for a while. We chatted for like, like 20, 30 minutes. He was really awesome. And then my first Vegas, I was walking. I had just gotten there. We had just gotten in. We walked into the dealer room. Garrett was walking past me. He stopped, turned around, said, I know you. Your name is Amy. And I said, holy shit. <laughs> How did you remember? So he's just somebody like who's just super good with the fans and yeah. who, who cares. He, he really cares and wants to remember and wants to like make your experience awesome. Well, the last point I wanted to touch on was a little bit of what Trek FM is doing. And while, yes, we all know that we won't know precisely what anyone's doing until two days before the convention. Yeah. But there are going to be a lot of us there. I think at least 15 hosts and producers and all sorts of people connected to the shows. And we're really looking forward to, uh, to seeing you guys, to seeing our listeners, to talking about Star Trek. I mean, that's why we're all there. And so I think when we've talked before as, as a group, you know, we're all just excited to see each other. And a lot of the evenings, we're going to try to have hangouts, a lot of, you know, during the day, you know, we're, we're going to let you guys know either through our programming or we're going to set up a, a I Twitter. think the best idea, yeah, tweet with a hashtag so that yeah. everyone can follow that hashtag, like hashtag track FM meetup or something. Exactly. We'll have a hashtag. I mean, Philip is the master of the hashtag, uh, but we're also going to have a direct uh, Twitter account just for the Vegas con that we'll be oh, posting awesome. when there were, when, where we will be. So it's not all about us, but if you want to find us, There'll be some times when I think if uh, we got if you meet in Quarks, there's a lot of room in there. They have these awesome like bean bags that are there. You can like chill. There's like little chest trek, um, the little layer chest. There's like a you know like cornhole with like Quarks taste on it that you play with tribbles. <laughs> I mean, we are going to be playing a game of Star Trek: The Interactive VCR Board Game, a Klingon Challenge, at least once. Right. Yay. And just a warning to listeners: um, Daniel doesn't shake hands. Don't look him in the eye either. Daniel, you've been so quiet. Do you have any questions for your first convention ever? No, no, you know, it's, uh, I, I don't want to be too, uh, 
how do you say how, how do you say this expresses i don't want to be too vulgar about it or anything but you know it's like your first time with anything you just uh, it's going to be awkward and messy just figure yeah. that and it'll be right <laughs> yeah you just it's go and sweaty and, and it'll be i don't want before you know it daniel i don't want to be over prepared i just want to go and just have fun and you know here's the thing we mentioned in the beginning if there's going to be so many people around me that that know what they're doing that I actually don't even need to. I'll you just, just gonna, follow the people. I'm, that's exactly what I'm, my plan is just. Yes, on the floor. wake up and be like, oh, Darren's going to the supermarket. Yes, that's where I'm going today. <laughs> yeah. So I'm not too worried about it. Um, yeah. That is a great attitude. Like, if anybody wants restaurant recommendations, we've done a lot. I've gone to a lot of them now. Obviously, there's a billion of them in Vegas. I have my favorite. Um, I have a tradition now, first night of the convention, we go to Canaletto in the Venetian, which is like my favorite. I could never afford to stay there, but I love the, I love the Venetian. It's a really beautiful hotel. Um, and you should go in just to like walk in there because it is impressive. You got to go in the gondola ride? Yes, I've been on a gondola ride. I saw Phantom of the Opera there. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think we saw, what did we see? Jersey Boys? I think we saw Jersey Boys. My favorite is actually just for quick. My favorite is Caesar's Palace because I love Caesar's Forum. So you get to go in all these shops that I I don't ever usually see around here. And I've always learned this is the thing: the fewer items in the store, the more expensive it is. You'll see like oh, three, yeah. three purses in a store. You're like, I think they're fifteen thousand dollars each or something. <laughs> <laughs> like, um, but the thing about Caesar's is hilarious. Is my husband came for the first time. He'd taken the the um, the New York bar. He's an attorney, and he was. Um, he had just finished the bar. He'd finished law school and we were out there to kind of celebrate after at least I stayed a few days after the convention. And when you're walking past Caesars, you realize 15 minutes later that you're still walking past Caesars. <laughs> and my favorite, my favorite weird thing about Vegas is that, um, and I'll pick on just a random thing, M&Ms. You're like, Oh, Hey, they have an M&M store. That's cute. Oh, you know, I'll be in this probably just, you know, if one floor, Oh, Oh, there's a second floor. Like, <laughs> There's four floors dedicated to M&M's. How much can you possibly do? The one in Times Square, which is even larger. Oh, man. Now, if there was a Jelly Belly factory of four floors, I'd be down. But there's there's fun spots. Like, um, I don't know if any of you have been to the Earl of Sandwich in Orlando. Oh, Earl Grey in front of the Earl of Sandwich? I think we could do that. Oh my god. I love the freaking Earl of Sandwich. (laughs) And for a long time, it was only in Orlando. Now they have one in New York. But um, there's one, and I found out there was one in Vegas. I was excited beyond all reason. (laughs) So stuff like that. And like they have like the the PBR bull like bar. It's like themed. And then you can get your giant cowboy boot of of plushy booze with like your vodka shots in it or whatever. Um, they had the bodies exhibit there one year. They always have some kind of cool exhibit. Um, they have the the aquarium at Mandalay Bay, which is cool. It's like Shark Reef or something like that. Hey, it's Shark Week this week. Live every week like it's Shark Week. <laughs> <laughs> so, awesome. yeah, fun stuff. Well, thank you, Amy, for beaming over to the 1701 this week. It, it's been really helpful picking your brain for oh, Star so Trek. Thank, so thank you so much for great time. You guys, if you anybody needs anything, you can tweet me and Lightstar1013, that's me. And uh, yeah, just uh, I'm happy to answer all of your Vegas questions. Awesome. Is there anywhere else someone can listen to you about Star Trek? Well, I am probably going to be on an upcoming episode of Women at Warp. I did one before on Ensign Row. Um, and the ladies over there are fantastic. And they are actually going to be all four in the same room for the first time ever at Vegas. 
So they've never all four been in the same place. Same for us. We've never it's been so in the same awesome. room to podcast. This but is going to be the most epic. Fifty, <laughs> like, oh, it's going to be great. You know, I think it might be one of those things where you have that long distance relationship, but then you finally meet in person. You're like, oh, no, thanks. You know, I'm glad it's only four days. I'm just going <laughs> is this, is this oh, wow. like kind of like the reverse Napoleon Dynamite when you meet the Fonda for the <laughs> kind of a thing? Man. Oh. Are you guys coming in on, on Tuesday or Wednesday? Thursday. I'm coming in on Wednesday. <laughs> I'm driving up Wednesday night. Okay. So you're going to be, you'll, you'll miss the Wednesday, like, like half day yeah it, I, no i don't need to be there that many days they okay. they're like look it's extra long i'm like i don't need it to be that long well you have little ones too i'm sure you're i'm sure your wife is super thrilled <laughs> oh, she's she'll, she's gonna have a good time with family i'm sure it'll be awesome so star trek las vegas is not the only thing we've been talking about here on trek fm this week here's a look at what you may have missed elsewhere on the network Previously on Trek.fm, The Ready Room. You know, Star Trek All Access gives you a great acronym, though. STAR! STAR, yeah. Yes. <laughs> STAR! <laughs> yeah, the upward <laughs> angle. On the, yeah, totally get it. The Orb. I don't know if obsessive love is really love, because it's. I, I, I think it's more about possession. Yeah, and for yeah. Ducat, she's a possession of his, not really a relationship of his. The 602 Club. But yeah, Evan Peters has way too much fun with this character. I mean, he's really embracing it, really embracing it, and just always brings a smile to my face when I see him. Saturday Morning Trek. The 30 seconds that we spent on Scotty singing probably could have been used with a really fun, uh, why are all these women in, in security uniforms standing around us? Rather than just, you're more handsome than ever. Yeah, that, <laughs> what was that about? And that's what else is happening on Trek.fm. You can listen to every show on the network at Trek.fm with links for iTunes, streaming services, and a direct download link. This week of Earl Grey is brought to you by Audible.com. This is a great way for you to read all of the books you want to read but never have time for. Audible is always expanding with over 150,000 titles to choose from. There are classics, current bestsellers, and famous Star Trek books like Prime Directive and Federation. Audible has something for everyone. Now, as a Trek FM listener, you can get a free audiobook of your choice along with a 30-day trial to try out Audible yourself. So give it a try today. Catch up on all those classic Star Trek books you've yet to read. To support Trek FM, visit audibletrial.com slash trekfm and sign up today. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash trekfm. Thank you, Audible, for supporting Earl Grey and Trek FM. If you are a weekly listener and would like to directly help Earl Grey, please consider becoming a patron of Trek FM. At patreon.com slash trekfm, you can choose a pledge level and receive rewards for becoming a Trek FM patron. You'll be inside the Observation Lounge of our network, able to participate in our monthly patron roundtable podcasts, and supporting the production of all of our great content. We would like to take this moment to thank our current patron associate producers, Stephen Boyd and Ron Sarna. Thank you for supporting Earl Grey. Connect with other Trek FM listeners on our Facebook discussion group called The Babel Conference. 
found through the Facebook search field or like the facebook.com slash trekfm page for show updates and announcements. The network is also on Twitter at trekfm. All right. Well, Philip, where can someone find you on this great internet if they want to follow your exploits next month at Star Trek Las Vegas? They can find me on Twitter. I'm at NC Public Servant. That's NC for not new to cons. Um, and I'm actually interested in what people would like to see from, you know, uh, Vegas and what they'd like to see from us. So feel free to either, uh, you know, contact us at Earl Grey or tweet any of us or, you know, on the Babel conference. I'd love to, to hear everyone's ideas. And certainly, you know, the three of us will be together in some sort of comical um, uh, handcuff thing of always being together. Um, and so uh, we look forward to seeing everyone. And Daniel, if someone wanted to continue to the last minute making suggestions on what you should cosplay at Star Trek Las Vegas, where can they find you? Uh, they can find me, of course, on Twitter, at one of Dan. Uh, that is the number one, like, it's my first time, please go slow uh, kind of a thing. <laughs> well, if someone wants to talk to me about my past con experience with other sci-fi shows, they can find me on Twitter under username Dr. Sci-Fi. D-R-S-C-I-F-I. And from all of us here at Earl Grey, we are really looking forward to Star Trek Las Vegas. So we'll see you all there. See you guys online if you're not able to go. But anyway, we're just celebrating this 50th and this fandom that we all love so much. Live long and prosper. Make it so. Endgame. Booyah. Fire. Fire.